It is time. Let's get this puppy started and rolling. It's episode 97 of the Rogue's Tavern Talk. And social media is killing our civilization. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of the Cowichan Valley. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. All kinds of stuff happening in the world. And as the title says, man, I recently read some stuff in a book, a new theory, about what might have destroyed previous high civilizations. Because anyone who's listened this long enough has heard my theories that, you know, this is like the sixth, maybe seventh time we've been at this level of development in our civilizations. And then either Mother Nature comes along or we did it to ourselves. We kicked our asses all the way back to the Stone Ages to start all over again. And it takes approximately five to 6,000 years to get everything running the way it should again. There's a lot of information that has to be relearned, rediscovered, refound out. And we've got to bury all the old information because you don't want people to know that we've done this once before, twice, or even six or seven times. And you eventually hit this level and all that old information starts to come out, which is what's happening now. And the theory goes, though, is that... They've discussed in previous civilizations that they attained a sophisticated level of communications like we have now, you know, the interconnectedness of all our societies across the globe. And then somebody came along and created social media, whatever their social media was. It was developed, and over the course of a couple of decades, it completely brings that civilization to its fucking knees. It just destroys it. It brings out the worst in humans. And if you don't believe social media brings out the worst in humans, just, you know, one, I'll do a show one time where we just go for a trip through my Twitter feed and see the worst in humanity at its very fucking lowest. So they may have something there. It's kind of an interesting theory. I kind of like it. It's something to uh, think about and play with and sort of explore. Maybe social media isn't all that grand of a thing that some so many people claim it is. It might actually just be the death blow to our civilization as we know it. You know, who knows? Maybe that might bring about the... Cat- catastrophe of some moron getting a hold of the nuclear buttons and going, ooh, what does this bread button do? Push. So, well, at any rate, it's not all doom and gloom. We do have some great tips tonight, some good old bitching and complaining here at the tavern. So I suggest that you come on, come on in out of the dark, settle down by the fire, have a drink, and fall down some rabbit holes with us. Let's go continue on into all the fun that this show is now before we go too far though i do have a couple of really great special videos today first a better mousetrap i want one of these mousetraps this is an awesome mousetrap in 1882 a u.s patent was granted for this mousetrap you load it pack it tamp it all down Set it all up, put a cap on it, put the mouse in front of it, mouse moves the lever, and dead mouse. (laughs) I just thought that one was great. I want to do that for the mice and rats that I have to trap here. It's just so awesome. You know, what better, better way of, you know, destruction for a mouse. Instant death. And this next one here, 
everyone who thinks Mother Nature is truly benevolent just doesn't pay attention. Here's an eagle telling an egret, don't touch my fucking food. Let's try to steal his food, and the eagle's like, yeah, yeah, you want to fuck with me? I'll show you. Here, grab that food. I dare you. <laughs> I got your neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's great. The eagle just set, set that bird up for it. Come on, Bubba. I got you. <laughs> Too bad they moved the camera at the very last moment. See the true death and destruction that was brought on by that one. All right. There you go. Let's see what we got here. So where should I go first? Well, you know, last couple of shows have been worrying about everything else. I've got some stocking, planning tips, and other miscellaneous things you want to deal with for uh, your future. For those of you that don't know, haven't been preparing, haven't paid attention the last couple, three years, you really are out of time. You know, well, you're never completely out of time, but you're out of time to get ahead of the game. You might be able to just tread water for a while. You've got to start growing your own food, canning your own food, storing your own food, get yourself chickens if you can, have eggs. You know, anyone who's seen the price of eggs lately knows exactly what I'm talking about. So here's a cooking canning recipe idea. All those scraps from when you cook... You know what I'm talking about. You know, you chop up things, you cut off, you know, bits of your onion, your carrots, and all those things there. You know, the good pieces that really aren't that bad, they're just not overly edible. Well, you want to start saving those things. You want to save things like your fat drippings, all your bacon grease that many, many people pour down the drain or into their trash can. Silly people. You want that. That's good fat. That's good calories. Really good stuff for you. You know, you've got uh, cracklins or gibbons, gribbings from fat trimmings. You only get these when you uh, render your own uh, pork fat um, or beef fat. You'll get those. Fermented foods, how to ferment foods from veggie scraps. In other words, you're going to create a vinegar. And that vinegar is very, very useful and tasty. Um, I've been making my own vinegars for a couple of years now. Learned how it was done. Making gravies, you know, what do you do with all those scraps? Make some gravies. All those vegetable greens, as you're trimming them up, if you don't have enough at the moment, just gather them up each and every time you do it. Put them in a, in a, in a Ziploc bag and throw them in your freezer. When you gather a big giant Ziploc bag, pour it all into a pot, boil some water, and make yourself some vegetable stock. You know, don't let it go to waste. Don't let anything go to waste anymore. Fruit and veggie chips... Take all your discard apple peels, potato skins, carrot skins, cucumbers, you know. Use the clean ones. Clean them all up real well before you peel those things. And then you can save the skin, skins and peels and uh, deep fry them, bake them, whatever. Make potato chips out of them. You know, bones for stock. If you're eating chickens or uh, beef with bones in it or ham with bones in it, you know, save those bones. Boil them up, make a stock, use that stock to make beans or stew or soup or whatever. Really good stuff for you, especially beef bones. Beef bones in particular are really good because uh, you boil those down 
it creates collagen. You know, as it sucks out the marrow of the bone, you get not only collagen, calcium, and other other minerals and vitamins you can use. And it goes into your soup and it's very nutritious for you. As I said, veggie stocks, just all kinds of ways to save those scraps. Now, if you got your own chickens, even after you make the stock, it doesn't go to waste because the remainder bits and pieces feed it all to your chickens, including all the leftover bits and pieces from the boiling your beef bones or chicken bones and just all those little bits of meat. Feed that to your chickens, man. Really good for your chickens, really good for the eggs they make, really good for you. Circle. Make everything a circle. Okay, now here's something interesting. There's some stocking and storage prep tips. All right, first off, here you can dry can rice and beans. Now, dry canning, I don't know, anyone that doesn't know much about canning may not understand it. Well, dry canning is basically preparing your stuff dry. In other words, you know, you don't, you're not putting it in a boil, water bath boiler or anything like that. It's dry canning. And what you can do is you can dry can your rice and beans in jars. And it'll store for up to 20 years of shelf life for those rice and beans. Probably longer than that. You know, it's a way to make all that stuff extend its lifespan. They tell you here how to uh, clean your jars, how to dry your jars, how to warm your jars up. Then fill your jars with stuff and put them in the oven, heat them back up again, then dry them, then make them up, and put the lids on, then let them cool. And then once they're cool, you just stock them right up. And here's some other things here. 12 items you may need for your stockpile. All right. Don't forget to add these to your stockpile if you don't already have them in your stockpile. Get them added in there. Repair parts. This is a key one, folks. You need parts to fix all the machinery that makes your life easier. We're talking about parts for your backpacks, your fishing poles, your, your lawnmowers, your weed, weed whackers, your car, your truck, you know, everything that has a bit of machinery. Get those. Get a spare uh, solar charger for your solar panels, you know, the controllers, electronics, you know, all those little bits and pieces. If you got one, you're in short supply. If you got two, you're good. If you got three, you're better. Tarps, lots and lots of tarps. Different sizes from small to tremendously huge. Safety pins, insecticides, mouse and rat traps, spare water filter cartridges, lime. You never know when you need to get rid of a body. So you need lots of lime. You know, the other good use of lime is, well, if shit truly hits the fan and we lose our sewage and uh, systems, you're going to have to go dig a pit in your backyard to shit in. You know, and uh, lime is a very useful thing to throw on top of all that shit to help it break down and to eliminate the smell. Sand, sandbags, manual tools. You really want manual tools. For every power tool, tool you have, you should have a manual tool for that power tool. Your saws, your drills, your screwdrivers, everything that you use power tools for, you should have manual tools for. Gardening supplies, etc., etc. 
There's so much there that you really want to have in there. Well, this is something I found kind of interesting in this one. It's a six pound emergency bag. Now, what they're talking about here is six pounds of food. But not just any six pounds of food, six pounds of dry food to provide you with days worth of food. You know, six pounds of food, if it's not dry and you don't have to repair it, you know, like if it's meat or something else, that might be only a day or two. This is a, a really big one here. You know, they talk about the six pounds of, uh, you want, you want freeze-dried food, freeze-dried instant meals in a bag. You know, they only weigh ounces. By the time you can stack up, uh, let's see, I've got, oh, I've probably got um, 45, 50 days of uh, freeze-dried meals in bags. They probably only weigh 10 pounds total for everything. You know, so you'll really want to do that. And you want to think about the foods you're stocking. Are they high in calorie content? Are they also high in nutritional value? Now, if you don't have a, uh, if you don't have a freeze dryer, I highly recommend you come up with the money to buy one, invest in one, and start freeze drying all your old meals. Freeze dry your leftovers. Turn them into emergency ration packs that you can, you know, store in your house. Store someplace where they're cool. Pack them in Mylar bags and you get 25 years of shelf life out of them packed in Mylar bags. I've got, I've got you know, weeks worth of food packed up that way because, you know, when we make a meal, there's always too much. Nobody eats it all. You know, the leftovers end up going to waste. Well, my leftovers all go into the freeze dryer now. I do not throw out any leftovers anymore. They all get freeze dried. You know, so you want lots of calories in there. You know, you will have to, if you have to bug out with this bag, you know, six pound bag and you got to bug out with it, you will have to refill your food along the way. So think about that. All right. Now I've got something here under wild food and medicines. And best plant to grow for medicine is yarrow. Well, I already grow yarrow. I use yarrow in a couple of ways. I use it primarily for creating my bloodstock powder. And it works wonderful as a bloodstock powder. Yarrow has a history going back thousands of years. In ancient times, when they used axes and swords for fighting, they used to call it the warrior's weed. And the reason for that, and yarrow was packed in their medic's kit, well, their equivalent of a medic, and it was used, oh, wow. No, I'm not bored, folks. For some reason, I've got this un thing of want to yawn for some reason. Anyway, the yarrow, it was used to stop bleeding. Now, what do they have to say about this one here? It's a plant to grow. It grows everywhere. You can grow it pretty much anywhere on the globe. Lots of names for it, where it grows. How to identify it? Copycats. Well, the biggest copycat for yarrow is poison hemlock. And don't mix up yarrow and poison hemlock because poison hemlock is named poison hemlock for a reason. It's deadly. It's extremely deadly. Queen Anne's lace is also deadly. 
and similar to yarrow. All right, here's some medicinal uses. Treat wounds, stop bleeding, a digestive aid, anti-inflammatory, anti-spasmodic, it reduces fever, help ease rheumatic, rheumatic pain, lowers blood pressure, it's antimicrobial. I use it for treating wounds, stop bleeding, and the antimicrobial. You know, it's a excellent one. So, great plant. When you want to grow, help you out. All right. I have no idea where that yawning's coming from. It'd be because I got the fire going here tonight and it's really warm in the house tonight. So, and it was a pretty busy day. Had to yank a stump out of the ground today. It was a bit of a bitch to get out of the ground. Had to cut off its taproot. Had to dig down and cut off taproot. The the um, diameter of the trunk of the tree is about 12 inches. 10 to 12 inches. The diameter of the taproot was 8 inches. The, the taproot was almost as big as the bloody tree trunk itself. Incredible taproot. Tried yanking it first in my truck, and I'm like, well, it's not moving, man. It's rocking, rocking, rocking. I was like, what the hell? Go over, and it's like, bang, bang. I was like, what the hell is this? Taproot, dig, dig, dig. Found it, and I'm like, holy crap, that's huge. Huge-ass taproot. Incredible. All right. Well, enough of that. Okay. Some other tips here for you. Things you want to do before the collapse. These are prepper tips that you want to get everything in order before the collapse fully occurs. The collapse is ongoing right now, folks. We are in the midst of the collapse at the moment. All right, nine things to do. Number one, establish your local supply chain. Now, we're not talking about your supply chain of parts and everything else. We're talking about your supply chain of food. You know, you want to have someone local that you can get food from. Farm fresh food, farm fresh eggs, farm fresh, farm fresh beef, farm fresh chicken, farm fresh pig, all of that stuff from your local farms. Because if you don't have a local supply, you're going to be screwed. Unless you do it yourself, which it's not easy to do it all yourself. It really isn't. You know, you can go check out some of these YouTubers and you know, homesteaders and whatnot that have all these videos and stuff. And you'll find that a lot of what they do, it's not easy. I'm impressed that they have time to videotape and edit it all. They've obviously got a full family all involved in this. Almost every one of them has their whole family involved. From, you know, both partners, you know, a husband and a wife team, their kids, you know, maybe additional relatives, neighbors, whatever. It's like you can't do it all yourself. It's just impossible. You can do a lot yourself, but you can never do it all by yourself. It's impossible. You know, you got to sleep sometime. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to manage the plants. It takes a lot of work to manage chickens. I've got chickens and plants. That's, I'm about my limit of what I can do. Chickens and plants. Uh, after that, I don't know, because it, it takes a lot of work to manage it all. You want to manage your... Uh, you want to uh, create a collapse-proof wealth matrix. Now, this one here doesn't make a lot of sense in that 
fancy old term. Basically what it means is you need to have alternate ways of making money when the system breaks down. You know, because barter, barter is a wonderful thing. It works very well. I do a lot of bartering in my life. Barter with a lot of people. Hey, I trade you this, trade you that, you know, trade, 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 trade. Problem is, though, is what if uh, they've got something you want, but you have nothing they want? Then what? Your barter is out the window. So that's where you need money of some sort. You know, when the system collapses fully, we won't have dollars anymore. We'll be going back to silver, gold, gems, a useful item, which is barter into itself, but it's still a form of money. I mean, money can be anything. I mean, I don't know how true it was, but I read somewhere that one time there was an island that certain kinds of shells, that was the money for the island, was these certain kinds of shells that were very rare and hard to find. The biggest thing about money is money has to be rare and hard to find. It can't be a common thing. That's why gold has always been the standard, because gold is rare and hard to find. There's lots of it, yes, but consolidating it down to where it can be used is hard. You know, there's the reason why copper is not money, because copper is, you know, not over, it's hard to find, but overly hard to find, but it's abundant when you find it. It's super abundant, you know. It's like why tree leaves aren't money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Bug-in preps. Now, this is something that, you know, I don't know if I've talked much about. The truth is, is shit hits the fan, you're not going to bug out. Almost nobody's going to bug out. The only reason you're going to bug out is if you're in a city and the city starts collapsing because the city will become a shithole extraordinaire. You'll, you've already got more so in the States than here in Canada, but you've already got, you know, gangs of people roving around, going into stores, robbing them. You just go look at them, you know, wonderful, you know, people of color, great American basketballers, you know, uh, basketball Americans, you know, they're just, they're just trashing the place. They're going to get worse. You know, when the, when the stores don't have food, they're going to be going house to house hunting for food. When people get hungry, they get crazy. Absolutely. So you'll, you'll want your bug-in preps, but you don't want your bug-in preps in a city. You need to have bug-in preps somewhere else. So if you're in a city, you got to bug out, bug out, bug out to your bug-out place and bug-in at your bug-in bug-out place. Buggity, buggity, bug. Bug, 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 bug. All right, we need a break for a second. To the gate, to the gate, to the climate gate. All right. We got something here. Shows you might want to watch to learn something about post-apocalyptic world. You know, the most realistic prepper TV series you need to watch. Okay, let's see this one. I didn't bring this article. This one here was uh, brought by Amber. And she bailed on me tonight because she'd rather be off doing something else. So be it. All right. Alone... Oh, Alone uh, TV show. Okay, I'm never going to watch Alone. That's so much bullshit there. It really is. Survivor Woman. What the hell? Survivor Woman Alone? It's like, yeah, no. Okay, The Colony. Show put 10 participants in a simulated post-apocalyptic where they have to survive by gathering and dealing with other survivors and managing their personal... That could have been interesting. There it shows is. They cordoned off a section of L.A. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
they probably really didn't have to do much to it to make it look post-apocalyptic. Holy crap. Um, Jericho. I think I saw Jericho or some. Yeah, I don't know. Doomsday Preppers. Yeah, I'm not overly... Most of this stuff is going to be hokey. I, I tend to think that's not all that realistic. Now, the truth is, is most of the movies won't be all that good, but if you want some good post-apocalyptic uh, books, you know, start with One Second After. That's a good That's a good one. There's a couple others I've got, but I can't remember the titles right now. All right. There you go. An interesting list of people who are considered potential terrorists in official government documents. A good list to at least glance over. Recommend you find a way to stay off those lists if you can or to remove yourself if you think you might already be on these lists. All right. This is where the biggest thing you're going to need to do is you're going to be need to become a gray man. Okay. I am a bit outspoken now. Not as much as I once was. You know, I'm so far under the radar right now. We get, what, maybe five, ten people listen to this show every week at the most? No, we've gained another follower, though. We have 33 followers. Holy crap. That calls for... 33. I'm impressed that another person followed me on Odyssey. Uh, at any rate, you want to be a gray man. But anyway, there's a fellow that started my awakening back in about... 2002, give or take. I tripped across his writings. His name was uh, Daniel Steele or David Steele or something like that. Uh, something Steele. Steele was his last name. He's dead now because the government came after him. He used to be known as a lawyer for the damned. He was a lawyer who believed in ultimate free speech and would defend anyone, oftentimes when they couldn't even afford to pay him. And he took on some of the worst cases, the worst people out there, what are considered the worst people out there, and defended him. And his writings helped wake me up. They didn't wake me up fully, but it, they, they started my path to where I'm at now. And he said something, and at that time there, I was just starting to speak out and stand up and holler and rant and rave. And he said something, if you're not already out in public, if you're not already out on display with everything, what you need to do is back that down. And he said, live your life in the open, but keep your head down. And it made sense to me. So anyway, that's what this is here. This sounds like this is a list here. All right, here's the list of 72 types of Americans that are considered to be extremists and potential terrorists in official do government documents. Those that talk about individual liberties those that advocate for state rights, those that want to make the world a better place, the colonists who sought to free themselves from British rule, those that are interested in defeating the communists, those that, oh my God, this is basically anyone in their right mind, members of the Federation for the Immigration, American Immigration Reform, anyone opposed to the New World Order, well, that's a shitload of people and it's been growing dramatically in the last two years. Yeah, I can. Right-wing extremists define a right-wing extremist. Anyone that's anti-nuclear. Well, anyone that's anti-nuclear is a stupid. 
nuclear nuclear power is the safest power by far and the cleanest power by far especially with modern day nuclear anti-abortion activists really wow so read this list over folks this list is uh pretty intense lots of crazy in it all right something to be aware of Rich folks are becoming preppers. You know, they're not becoming preppers. They're prepping, but they're not becoming preppers. They're still going to have their manservants to serve their food for them. They don't do anything themselves. They'll have their little army of uh, peons outside their gates to die in the nuclear holocaust, holocaust while they uh, survive in their bunkers. Hopefully they know how to cook or at least boil water for all their freeze-dried food. It is a worry, though, um, when the rich folks are becoming preppers, because for them, you know, they've got money. They can survive and ride it out, but to become preppers, that means they have a hint or know something or suspect something through their own personal context. You know, prepster luxury survival kit. <laughs> I want to know what's in this one here. Wealthy prepping are just absolutely, here it is, the premium bug out bag. Contains a three-day supply of grapefruit face cleanser, peppermint shampoo, and cilantro conditioner. <laughs> Selection of organic superfood snacks and premium teas. <laughs> All comes in a handy leather and canvas doctor's bag with no shoulder straps and a big bright red cross logo that might as well say, steal me. <laughs> They're just selling it. it. Okay, for some of these, obviously, it's just, oh, it's fashionable to be a prepper right now. I'm rich. I can be a prepper. Look at me. I'm in fashion. Um, here you go. Let's see. What's happening now is that people who are politically corrected are starting to make their own preparations. Why? What do they know we don't? Because these people, not the ones who drop $500 in a designer bug out bag, the ones who are actually prepping are not messing around. They're spending serious amounts of money on Getting themselves ready to survive a social collapse. Yes, there are some out there. There was a um, guy I used to watch regularly on YouTube or Odyssey, Canadian Prepper. I liked his stuff for a long time. It talked about all the equipment, stuff. And then he went full on retard. And every show he puts out, has put out for the longest time, this is it. This is the most dangerous show. This is the most... Minutes left. Minutes left. And no... It's like I started to see. It's like really, dude. Come on. I know. I know we're in a world of hurt, but everything you put out, almost nothing of it has come to pass. So I don't know. All right. Here you go. The how serious? The average prepper might get themselves a generator, land a supply of flour and rice, a few extra tin goods, in the weekly shopping list, stock up on ammunition, gun spares. You know. Others can do more. People who are spending thousands on corrective laser, laser eye surgery so they aren't rely on contacts or glasses. They're stockpiling gold bullion for when the electronic finance system crashes. Some are building up real estate portfolios. Now, this is something that's kind of fascinating to me. What good is their real estate portfolio going to do them in a shit hits the fan scenario? You know, to own your real estate, you own your real estate to defend your real estate in our current society, 
you call the police, you call whatever, you know, in the United States, they get to defend it with guns, etc. But if someone tries to steal it, they, they can't just steal it. They can't just move in and say it's mine. You know, you can you got the courts to defend it, everything else. But in a shit hits the fan scenario, what good's your real estate portfolio going to do? You know, it's not worth anything. You can't sell real estate real quick. If there's no people around to pay you money for it, it makes you, it's no good to you. You know, you need liquid assets. Real estate is not a liquid asset. It's an asset, yes. Good asset, especially if you're living on the land. But it's not a liquid asset. In other words, if you need money, you're not getting it from your real estate in a hurry. No, so this is an interesting article. Looks like it uh, talks about the uh, political instability and the reasons why these folks might be stocking up. All right. All right, I've got another one here for you. This is just an interesting other tip. This is for all you men out there who are raising boys. Because this information is useless coming from a woman to a boy. Because only men can raise men. Women cannot raise men. They raise good cocks, manginas, soy boys, but they can't raise men. That's been proven over the last 20 years that there's been an overabundance of single mothers and they chase the fathers away. This is a really good thing. 20 tips to teach your boy. I, I like the first one. No one will love you as much as your mother. No woman, no friend, no organization will ever love you as much as your mother. Her love is unique. It's a blessing you can rely on. But to expect this type of love from anyone else, especially your spouse, will lead to heartbreak. This is one that I've, been I've taught my kids. There's no such thing as fair. As I say... Life isn't fair. Get fucking used to it. Life treats everyone differently. And in this way, we're all the same because life treats everyone different. Some are dealt an easy hand. Some face unbelievable difficulty. The only certainty is that fate isn't fair. Don't compare yourself to others. Their life isn't the same. Now this one I'm trying to get into my boys. This is a lesson I learned the hard way. And, uh, unfortunately, I don't think there is a right woman left out there for me. I'm too old now to, uh, chase after one. The right woman will propel you into greatness. The wrong one will lead to ruin. And it goes on, when selecting a mate, choose a woman who aligns with your values and supports your goals. If you want the same thing, if you want the same things out of life and you walk in lockstep, you'll both be unstoppable. I've learned this the hard way. I really have. You know, been married and divorced twice. Each time I chose the wrong woman. And they were at opposition to what I was trying to accomplish in life. They weren't there to support me. They were there for themselves and themselves only. And uh, I'm trying to get my boys to understand that one. Now, there's a whole long list in here. Pornography is evil. Your ancestors knew more than you think. You must control your emotions. Well, I like this one. You must control your emotions. And many people go, control? No, you can't suppress your emotions. No, no. Control your emotions. Not suppress. Big difference. It's a discipline. 
to control the time, matter, audience, and means of expression for your emotions, which is what Stoicism is. Stoicism in a man is very sought after. You know, if you're not stoic, you're going to be led by your emotions. If you're led by emotions, you can't possibly lead others. Pain is a prerequisite for growth. There's always someone smarter than you. Always. You know, you'll never the smartest man in the room. There's always someone smarter than you. Women are attracted to value. You know, it's so funny. This is the one that leads most men into the MGTOW red pill community. When they discover that women are only attracted to value, women want winners. It's a big secret. Basically, women wait at the finish line and fuck the winners. They don't give a shit about your struggles. They wait at the finish line and fuck the winners. You know, so go out, make yourself great. So I'm working on teaching my boys that. Women recoil from neediness. Physical strength equals overall strength. People treat you how you treat yourself. No one will respect you more than you respect yourself. If you present yourself like a slob, well, that's how you're going to get treated. If you take no pride in your appearance, physical health, hygiene, well, what's going to happen? If you're a servant to vice, well, you know, no one will take you seriously. Fix the light bulb and take out the trash, unclog the toilet, replace Do all the small things. Do all, when those small jobs come up, do them. Just do them. Take care of everything. Everything is earned. You are owed nothing in life. You know, and the world will treat you as such. Self-respect is supreme. You must respect yourself. Discipline, integrity, work ethic, values. They're only made possible through self-respect. Be kind to everyone. Regret will kill you. Don't regret anything you've ever done. You made that decision. Good, bad, indifferent. Decision was done, made. It's history now. Don't regret it. You can't regret it. Learn from it. Practice seasons of asceticism. Asceticism. Basically, go take time for yourself. Find peace. Do nothing. Get out of your, get out of your head. Get out of your own head. Meditate. Find a fraternity of men. Very hard to do these days. There's almost no fraternities of men. So basically, you got to create your own fraternity of men, you and your buddies. Men need other men to hang out with, talk about, tease each other, give each other grief, shoot the shit, complain, whatever. Men need men for all of that. It's supposed to be hard. Basically, you're doing something difficult, you want to quit, remind yourself it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, it wouldn't be getting better, and it wouldn't be worth it. Anyway, I thought this was a great little thing here. I actually printed this one out for my boys so I can uh, share that with them. All right, take a few minute break here so I can uh, recover from this little yawning spell, and uh, we will wander on back here. In a couple of minutes, let's uh, kick out a little bit of uh, music. We'll go with this one.
about some fun stuff here all right we warned you folks warned you about many different things let's start with this one this one here we said a few years back about uh by removing the legality of guns it'll cause them to pop up all over the place you know and uh well we have a look at how chicago's doing now that it's a gun-free zone. <laughs> Safety report from waste, the wasteland known as Chirac. All right. Chicago, Chirac. A woman and her child are robbed at gunpoint by two male blacks. They demand money, keys, snatch her purse. It appears at least one male has an extended magazine. It appears to have happened near the Lincolnwood-Chicago border. Hmm. Give me the key. Give me the key. Give me the key. 
keys. Give me your money, everything. Keys, everything, everything. Money, keys, purse, purse. Give me the keys, purse, purse. Give me your purse. Give me your fucking purse right now. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. That magazine has got to be holding at least 35 bullets. Give or take. Shoot wildly in all directions. Yeah, that's pretty much all they can do. They don't know how to handle their guns. They seem to think turning them sideways is good for it. Good for your aim. It's really good for your aim. Turn that sideways. I look like a badass. Yeah, no. But, see, the city of Chicago has been run by Democratic leaders for decades. As the strict, some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. As I said, you make guns illegal, only criminals will have guns. That's the way it works. You know, it's just insane. Yeah, Chicago's bad. It's Chicago is like the true, truest, biggest shithole. Getting worse in L.A. L.A., Seattle, New York. Chicago, Detroit. Um, all you gotta do is pick a blue run city. And you got shitholes. Biggest shitholes going. Alright. Let's see this next one. Alright, for those of you that have been screaming this drag bullshit will never will never, can never lead to child porn, check out these new drag shows. And Crocs is now sponsoring and promoting child drag shows. I'm glad I never bought their products. I just thought Crocs were stupid anyway. thought they were kind of gay. The ones where little boys dress up like girls to entertain adults. Crocs is now sponsoring and promoting child drag shows. Yes, the ones where little boys dress up like little girls to entertain adults. Now, there's something seriously wrong with these motherfuckers. These pedophiles. These pedophile groomers. You know, all kids under 18, kids and their guardians report to the side of mainstay sponsored by Crocs. It's like, I can't believe this shit is happening. And we've gone down. It's like when this first started, I was like, it's wrong. Children, anyone under 18 does not belong at a fucking drag show. Now, you know, I'm going I went to one or two drag shows in my 20s and 30s. And it's like, I thought it was really entertaining. I wasn't overly excited about it. It was like, eh, kind of like a, female, a male comedian dressed up as a woman, making funny jokes, you know, prancing around. Okay, the guy's got mental disorder, but they're kind of funny. You know, but now it's, it's gone so fucking fast. It's like they flipped up over the edge of a uh, black diamond... Uh, ski run and started downhill and has been moving that fast now a kid's fashion show no that's not a fashion show man dressing up little boys as girls is just wrong they're, just, they're fucking up society faster than I can bloody thing Yeah, but ugly slipper things on my feet. That's basically what I thought. It's disgusting. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no point in recycling your Crocs that way, folks. 
It's like, I, I, I don't get this thing here. Time to recycle my time to protest by setting a fire some item that I paid money for. It's like, you know, the company doesn't give two fucks about you doing this. I mean, it's a great symbolism that you're burning them. And, you know, what you're doing there is really horrible for the environment because Crocs are pure plastic. Literally pure plastic. And that's really horrible for the environment. Don't breathe those fumes in, whatever you do. Yeah, it just turns into a goo. Plastic goo. And now you've polluted the soil that you burned them on, on and on and on. I hope you're not planning on planting a garden there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe. I like that. Maybe only creepy pedophiles wear Crocs. Hmm. I have to pay attention to that. There's a thought since Crocs sponsored them. Maybe only creepy pedophiles wore them. I don't know, man. Never, I never supported that company anyway. All right, here's one for you. All right, remember when they said the MNRA, MRNA, the MRNA technology that has been put into, into this so-called vaccine, you know, the MNRA technology, and they said it's no big deal. It has nothing to do with your genes. It can't change your DNA at all. Won't hurt you in a bit. Died suddenly? Maybe. All right. Let's hear from the World Economic Forum. Our Satan Claus swab. Let's just say Satan Claus. Satan Claus swab. All right. Let's hear what they have to say. Oh, it's just music. All right. Gene editing technology will allow us to redesign whole organisms. This could enhance every aspect of our existence for our human health. The materials, fashion, and zero-waste economy. <coughs> okay. Sorry. I'm going to cough. I may as well cough before, I, before we hear this uh, crazy bitch. Watch the eyes, man. They all look like demons or crazy eyes. Every one of them. Every single one of these people promoting this shit. They're all crazy-eyed or demon eyes. No soul left. It's downright fucking unstable. We're talking about improving biology and redesigning organisms for beneficial purposes. It's going to allow us to not just edit genomes, but also, uh, and importantly, write a new code for life. We'll have write a new code for life. We've got a pretty damn good code for life right now. You know, our current DNA, however you want to look at it, evolved or designed or given by God, however you want to look at it, our current DNA has been working for us for hundreds of thousands of years. I'd say it's a pretty damn good code for life. I don't know about you, but that's pretty much what I see. Of right level permissions. We already started to see some of that this year. COVID oh, this is interesting. We're going to back that one back up a bit because I stepped on it. All right. All right. Let's go hear that through. Write a new code for life. We'll have right level permissions. We already started to see some of that this year. COVID-19 vaccines, they make use of engineered code in the form of messenger RNA. Mm -hmm. 
And the technology will cut out unwanted sights and sounds. What's on the horizon are diminished reality glasses that look very much like what I'm wearing um, that would allow you to remove things from your point of view, from your view, whether that's garbage uh, or other people. Oh, dear God. This is going to insanity. And they enter right there. Okay. Just that one thing right there. We're going to put glasses on you that will allow you to remove things from your point of view that annoy you. We don't we want you to see all the garbage, the homeless encampments, the, as you said, garbage or people, the homeless encampments that bum on the streets, you know, which everyone ignores anyway, you know, the shit in the streets, all this crap. But you'll have the magic glasses to deal with it. Those of us being labeled as conspiracy theorists have been saying this for over two years. We researched MNRA to determine what it was originally designed for. The results were clear. Yes. Yes, we have. For two years, we've been saying this shit. This show pretty much started, actually it started January 1st, 2020. Rolling into the third year of this show now. If you want some entertainment, go listen to the very first show. Four and a half hours of drinking and almost an entire bottle of rum. It was really quite entertaining. All right. So for those of us conspiracy theorists, we told you. MNRN technology, gene editing, creating designer babies. It's all coming. It's all coming, man. Gattaca, if you haven't seen the movie Gattaca, go watch it again. I recently watched it again. You can find it on Odyssey. And go watch it. It's so worthwhile. It gives you a glimpse into what's coming down the pike. All right. Okay. We've got a new section here. Is it parody or not? It's so hard to tell. The question is, when it comes from an official M5M news source, it's not supposed to be parody, but it sure to fuck sounds like parody. Not the B, which was created because the B couldn't compete with real headlines anymore. They kept trying, man. They, they, they just had to surrender to the fact that life is really screwed. I'm going to fix something here. All right, let's see this. All right, there we go. Let's try this. All right, New York Times ran an op-ed arguing that shorter people are better because they have a smaller carbon footprint. <laughs> okay, here you go. When you mate with short people... Oh, I, I need to see the whole thing. Let's bring that up in Twitter. 
need to actually see it because I hate when they cut them off like that. Here we go. Let's bring it up proper. When you mate with shorter people, you're potentially saving the planet by shrinking the needs of subsequent generations. Lowering the height minimum for prospective partners in your dating profile is a step towards a greener planet. Really? <laughs> oh, someone short and single is writing op-eds for the New York Times. <laughs> it has to be a male that's short, too, because short women have no problem getting dates. It's only short men that have problems getting dates. Fortunately, I'm not one of those. I, I get dates if I really want them. But I really just don't try anymore because there's I've gone on a few in the last couple of years and really there's not been a woman worth extending more than a few dates to. After that it was like, okay, yeah, I just don't have time for this. Their lives are confused, messed up, full of drama. I, I don't have time for drama anymore. I'm too busy dealing with my own shit. I don't need somebody else's drama. All right. All right, let's go take a look at the rest of this B article. Opinion, there's never been a better time to be short. <laughs> okay, we need to actually click on that and see if I can see the New York Times. There's never time, better time to be short. Where I stand at five... Oh, they fucking paywalled me. Those cocksuckers. They paywalled me just as I was getting into the good stuff. They paywalled me. All right, well, you know, you know how to fix that, right? We... Let's figure out how to copy this. What title? There we go. Now we go find this in Google because somebody has uh, made it so it's not paywall. We really got to find this. Uh, There we go. See, told you I could find it. Let's bring this up. See, same article. Yeah, go away. You can find it elsewhere anytime it's been paywalled. All right. Here's the article. From where I stand at 5 foot 11. Being tall is a widely held fantasy of superiority that long ago should have been retired. There's an ongoing debate about the stature of a population, what it means for prosperity, fairness, and administration, shortness at an individual level. Our success as an individual, you know, at five foot eleven, he's amongst the tallest of men. You know, he's in the he's in the top five, he's in the top uh twenty percent. John six foot eight inch economist. Six foot eight inches tall? Really? Others go to extremes to pursue a few extra inches, more and more people, blah, blah, blah. Twins are among the smallest in their kindergarten. All right. I, 
Right, it has a six foot four inch and already she's a performance exhibition. Encourage people to embrace a fewer inches. Alright, so these are fucking sycophants who are using their height to gain audience because they're so tall and then bitching about the shortness. Okay, it's it does it all absolutely makes no sense what the fucking ever. Alright, let's go. Move on. I, I got nothing. I I got nothing on this one. Sorry. I thought I had something there, but it turns out I've got nothing. All right, here's one for you. The amount of stupid in the world for this to happen. Popular thread on one of the faces behind the fact-checking regime that decides what's true about the COVID jabs and reality itself. That's a soy boy if ever I've saw one. Soy boy, open your mouth. It makes a great cock holster. All right, here you go. Meet Jeff. For what it's worth, Jeff looks like a nice guy. He looks like a soy boy. I'm even willing to bet you Jeff wakes up every day and tries his best to do his job, despite his shortcomings and lack of credentials to do so. You know, this thing about credentials, I don't care about, you know, who determined what credentials are real? I mean, from the very first people that decided, you know, what credentials were. And they keep creating more and more credentials for everything you do in life. Oh, you need credentials to do this. What, you can't just go and learn it? No, you must go to school and get the proper credentials. Well, I'm going to school. I'm learning. I'm educating myself. No, you must be taught by a teacher or a professor or blah, 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 blah. And then you must take our written test to prove you know this knowledge. Well, if I do the job and I do it well and right, doesn't that prove I know the, I know the job? No, that doesn't prove you know the job. You must prove you know the job by conforming to our government tests. All right. That's my rant on credentials. Welcome. All right. Let's see what we got here. The man is a fact checker. Well, I suppose a soy boy could be a fact checker if they actually checked facts. Thank me more. Hey, they predicted him really well. See, Jeff is a fact checker for PolitiFact. Gets paid to discredit COVID misinformation. So one might ask, what are Jeff's qualifications? Well, if he's going to discredit COVID information, you could ask, is he a doctor? Well, no, he's not a doctor. Does he have a PhD? Does he have medical experience? No. But has he studied this information? Has he researched this information? Has he come to some excellent conclusions through his own experimentations, observations, and uh, and, you know, tests, then I might have a little more faith in him. You know, that kind of helps. For all intents and purposes, a wordsmith alongside a profile picture of him as a dog is a list of his journalistic contributions. Okay. Well, I guess if, you know, his dog looks way better than he does, so I can see why he chose a dog. All right. He's a contributor for PolitiFact or Crime and Justice from Metro Chicago, opinion and editorial. He's seen in Politica, PolitiFact, Bad Deck Breakdowns, the Chicago Tribune, Cron, Medscape, Austin American Statesman, Point There Online, Tampa Bay Times, Houston Chronicle, Sarasota Herald Tribune, and more. Okay, so he can write. Well, anybody can write if they take their time. But I can write. 
like people tease me all the time and say, you can't write. No, I can actually write very, very well if I'm motivated and inclined. Once upon, I used to crank out articles, information, news. I published a newspaper. I used to crank this shit out left, right, and center with some errors in it, you know, mostly typos and sentence structure. I mean, I'm the king of the run-on sentence. You know, I, I, I hold the crown for the run-on sentence. Um, but the ability to write does not make you an expert because as I found when I did all that writing, it didn't take me long to go quickly read up some of those stuff, look it up and go, hmm, and, and, uh, okay, I understand it, reword it, rewrite it in my own, in my own terms, and uh, I was done. All right. Jeff is probably a nice guy. He's one of the many in an epidemic of false fact-checking prophets who are plaguing society, each of whom are paid to discredit inconvenient truths and mislead the public. Well, this is true. You know, discrediting <coughs> everyone who talks about the COVID stuff. And what's funny is they are supposedly, it's misinformation coming from doctors and scientists who have done these studies in labs. But their information is wrong because it came to the wrong, wrong conclusion. All right, here we go. For instance, take a look at this fact check by Jeff as a recent example of his work. Jeff rated this tweet as false. All right, what tweet did he rate as false? Okay, we need to see the whole fucking thing. I hate when they cut it off like that. For instance, okay, tweet. Come on, give me the fucking picture. So finally, so the FDA finally came out and said that Pfizer's COVID shot, COVID shot causes blood clots only two years late. Yeah. Much will come to light as Fauci loses power. Okay, that's an absolute truism. Absolutely true. Okay. Came, okay, here's the PolitiFact. The FDA came out. They determined it was false. Uh, what, what? How did they arrive at the false conclusion? Well, weirdly, it's unclear, since the evidence he presented to support, supposedly support a false claim, directly contradicts his conclusion and actually, actually verifies the original tweet. Okay, let's take a look. A study by the U.S. Food and found statistical signals for mostly elevated risk, for modestly elevated risks in four safety outcomes after Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination, including pulmonary embolism in people 65 and older. Okay, that's where your, your blood clots up and explodes, basically. Four areas met a threshold for a statistical signal where pulmonary... pulmonary Pulmonary, pulmonary embolism, when a blood clot gets stuck in the lungs, acute myocardial infraction, heart attack, disseminated intravascular coagulation, an abnormal blood clotting condition, and immune thrombocyta, a blood platelet disorder. Okay. So, I would say his fact-checking was false, because he proved it was true with his information to state why it was false. I don't, I don't get the stupidity. Okay, so maybe he's a nice guy, and obviously he's an idiot. 
Okay, another recent fact check. Now one might ask, are false fact-checking profits just totally inept, or are our false fact-checking profits relying on the ineptitude of the public? Well, both. They're relying on both, basically. There's also another recent fact check that was concluded as false by Jeff. This claim was regarded as a regarding a social media post insinuating that clot strokes in af, clot strokes in athletes was likely a side effect of the vaccine. One of the athletes mentioned had a stroke due to a blood clot. So Jeff. So, did Jeff find evidence proving it wasn't caused by the COVID-19 vaccine? No. Doctors said they weren't able to determine a cause. So, how can the vaccine be ruled out? It can't. Therefore, Jeff lied by omission. So, yeah. Okay. So, basically, we've got the fact checkers out there. Oh, no, that's false. Here's the reason why it's false. Well, doesn't the reason you say why it's false prove it's true? No, no. Don't believe your lying eyes. That's not what I said. I said it's false. Well, your information says it's true. No, no, that's not what the information says. The information is correct, wrong. It's wrong and it's correct. What do you mean it's wrong and it's correct? Well, it's wrong in that it thinks it's true, but it's not. It's, it's, it's not telling the whole truth. They put the wrong words in there. Switch the words around in this information, and it proves that this is false. It's basically how they fucking argue with you. It's like... It makes your head explode sometimes just thinking of the stupidity of it all. Really. I, I don't know what else to say. All right. Well, let's uh, move it along here. Let's see what else I got here. You know what? Oh, here's one for you. Since we're talking about the vax. Get the vax. Get the vax. Make sure you get the vax. They're really encouraging the vaccine now. If you go to McDonald's, they're using their packaging to promote the COVID-19 vaccines by putting a needle in the little covid thingy on their French fry packaging. Alrighty. Uh, I just don't even know what to say to this shit anymore. It's like, really? I, I don't eat at McDonald's anyway. I haven't eaten there for years. Last time I... Actually, it's not been quite years. It's been maybe a year, two years since last time I ate at McDonald's. Maybe a little more. I don't think I've had... I don't think I've had COVID vaccine... Or COVID vaccine. I haven't had that either. I, I don't think I've had McDonald's in over three years. The last time I had it was well before the COVID crap. And the burger I ate there, it made me feel kind of nauseous afterwards. I went, okay, I'm just not eating this food. There's two fast food restaurants that I can eat at, not regularly, maybe once a month or every couple of months. And that is A&W, root beer, or Wendy's. Only those two can I eat their burgers and not feel nauseous. Everywhere else, I feel nauseous. All right. Well, you know, here's some other interesting stuff. Here's a Sox Society socks, special socks that have got COVID-19 on the socks. A COVID-19 survivor socks. What every COVID-19 moron needs. COVID-19 survivor socks. 
<sighs> Our society is fucking doomed. As like I said, man, we just need to travel through, as I said in the beginning, we just need to travel through my, my Twitter feed to find out how doomed our fucking society really is. It's really fucked up. All right. Um, you know, let's see if this one's still on Twitter. The AI is here. And it wants us all dead. Talked about that last show. Well, I talked about it last show and show before. The last couple, three shows, we've brought something about the AI. We'll continue to bring it on here. The AI is so smart and intelligent, it converts photos into caricatures or anime, however you want to call it. Here is a great one where it converted the pictures correctly in my term. Hopefully this is still here. Ooh, did I save it? I had to save that one. Please, Lord, let me have save that one. I had to save that one. I knew that one was going to go. Yep, I saved it. All right. Uh -huh. i make it larger here so everyone can see it. There you go. All right, let's wind that back. Yeah, I knew that one was going to disappear. <laughs> this one is way too offensive for all those people out there. All right, have a good look. Come on, let's go back to the beginning. Come on, you stupid thing. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one that, that one there is just funny. I knew that one's going to disappear from Twitter. That's why I grabbed that one. All right. All right. Let's continue on here. Hey. All right. I think we should just cover up some TikToks. I'm going to close this show out a little early tonight. I don't have any audience. Not tonight anyway. So why worry too much about it? All right, let's go cover up the TikToks so we can have new TikToks next week. All right, The Truth About Men by Elisha Covey. Co Covey. 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 Let's see. This woman, she already had some kind of masculine features, like deeper voice, deeper whatever. She decided to be a man because she wanted to see how men were treated. Not sex change, an experiment. She ended up killing herself after like a year and a half of this because she said she was treated so horribly by women that she couldn't even believe that this is how men lived. And I was like, no fucking way, but I can see it. I can see that you guys don't speak up. 
You don't say the things that we need to hear because you're, you want to love us, you want to support us, you want to be there for us, but you guys are supposed to be, you're supposed to be the strong one. Yeah. You're supposed to be these things and yet we've been fighting to be your equal, fighting to be the alpha, fighting to be, and out of kindness, you guys are stepping back, but it's a losing war for both of us. This woman, she already had some- All right, well, she got some points there. She got a lot of it right, but men are, we're just sort of like, all right, you want this shit? Take it. And now we're walking away. Men are walking away in droves. So much so that the women are all going to end in, um, is that... Oh, shoot. I have completely forgotten that, what it's called. Uh, there it is. There. This is what's happened. This is what all those women are going to grow up to have. They get this. Catland. That's where they're all headed. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. I don't care how many times I see that. <laughs> Just go to blackeyedcandy.com and you can pop roll them yourself. <laughs> all right. Oh, all right. Elon posting to his Twitter account. Kid doesn't get it. But... Seems somebody Elon gets Elon Musk job. posted this to his account the other day, and am I the only one that's, like, really confused why this man would spend $44 billion just to post boomer memes? Like, if we take a look at this, what does he have against the yin-yang symbol, or Tauruses? His own platform is on the list here with all the other platforms he wish he could be. He likes to call himself a man of science, but is still, like, actively making fun of vaccines and masks. Oh, you're brainwashed if you're an ally or support Black Lives Matter. I don't even know what these are. Like, video games? Like, come on. What makes this extra shitty is he has a trans daughter. And at this point, if you're against feminism, you're just sexist. That, that's all there is to it. Like, is this how MAGA men see themselves? Just the handsome, rational, and humble with that tiny little flag? Like, we all know that's not what it is. They like to call the left brainwashed, but they're the ones that hold their political ideologies, like, on their sleeve like a badge. And isn't nationalism, like, the biggest form of brainwashing? It's just really sad to see the guy that I used to, like, look up to shit on his own words here. Like, this did not age well. Elon Musk posted this. All right. Well, this guy's a moron. And I pray to God there's not too many Zoomers like this moron. I'm really praying that the Zoomers help bail us out of this situation. And they're all like, Boomers. Elon's not even a fucking Boomer, folks. He's a fucking Millennial or a Gen Xer. He's not a Boomer. He's not older than me. He's younger than me. I am the last of the I am the last year of the boomers. Technically I should be a Gen Xer. 
Elon's a Gen Xer. He's not a fucking boomer. So it's not a boomer mean, you fucking zoomer. At any rate. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not certain that this is not a parody of, I don't get it, man. What's he got against these symbols? Um, yeah, they, you're brainwashed. Well, really, the other dude over here is brainwashed, too, because he's waving the one American flag. He shouldn't even have a flag in his hand. He should have nothing and, and be dressed in black and just going, really? Because if you're a nationalist, yeah, you're a bit brainwashed. But then again, everyone's brainwashed in some way. It just depends on whether that brainwash leads to a better life or it leads to ultimate death. So, all right. Oh, goody. This has got to be that one dude, the gay dude that is so entertaining. Very entertaining gay dude. All right. Let's go watch him. It's boiled cookies. Yep. from 1953. Now these were called boiled cookies because you boiled the ingredients. The 50s was a time of blossoming creativity. Today they are known as no-bakes, which is also the drug testing policy of anyone employed by the government. First up, we need a skillet. Do you all call this a frying pan or a skillet? I call it Steve. In goes a half cup of butter. Two cups of sugar. Calories don't count on Christmas. Half a cup of moo juice. Yes, you can put liquid in dry measures. Volume doesn't change. Fight me. Three tablespoons of potted cocoa. Now we bring this to the boil and then let it boil for precisely one minute. Fire! You've never been there, have you? New positions are fun. It's boiling. Beep. Done! Now we remove from heat and quickly add in a cup of peanut butter! Yeah. A bit of vanilla and three cups of quick oats. Ah. Then mix! Scoop onto wax paper and let them dry. They are firm. Judging by how they smell, I might be too. Mm. Whoa, ma'am! They're like candy. Good cookie! Boiled cookies from 1953. <laughs> now these were called He's starting to stick more innuendo into his stuff. Good cookies though. I've had those type cookies before. All right, he, he's reaching out to his audiences. What would you do if you had enough money to buy a TV show? I would go buy a ranch somewhere. I wouldn't waste it on a fucking TV show. What would you do show? if you had enough money to buy a TV show? Just like outright buy it. Sounds absurd, but it's actually happened before. There's this really great show called The Expanse, originally on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was one of the great- The Expanse was actually a good show. I vaguely remember it, but it's a good show greatest shows that sci-fi ever produced, but it cost too much money to make, so they had to cancel it after three seasons. But guess who was a fan of The Expanse? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Yep, Amazon's own Lex Luthor, founder Jeff Bezos. It was a pretty well-known fact online that he was a fanboy, so fans campaigned for Amazon Studios to pick the show up. It got to the point where they were flying planes over Amazon, spelling out, save The Expanse. Even Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin personally emailed Bezos about this very thing. But probably none of that needed to happen in the first place. Amazon was already well on their way to exploring what they needed to do to pick up the show. And when Bezos was at a convention attended by the show's cast, he got up on stage and let the world know that Amazon literally had bought the show. It ran for three more seasons before finishing out. In summary, Jeff Bezos' favorite show was canceled, so he said, wait a minute, I'm rich. And so he outright bought the rights to it. It's stories like this that make me think, what would you do if you had enough money to buy a TV show? Okay. Heard about nu recent nuclear fusion discovery. Oh, yeah, that was uh, a whole lot of bullshit for those that weren't paying attention. 
Was a splash in the pan? Not you know? enough people are talking about the recent breakthrough in nuclear fusion. I mean, this is one of the most important milestones in the last few decades. So what they did was... Alright. Not a milestone, because nothing really happened. But listen closely and see if he covers it all. Combine two atoms to create one or more new atoms with slightly less mass. This process releases a huge amount of energy. It is actually how stars produce their energy. And for the first time, they were able to produce more energy than what they put in. Do you understand what this means? Fusion energy is literally the holy grail of energy production because all you really need is water to act as fuel and the amount of energy it can produce is truly unfathomable. Now, it will still take a few decades at least, but this means that we might have completely clean energy in your lifetime. Not enough people are talking. Yeah. All right. So, what they really did, they didn't actually create fusion. They almost created ignition of fusion, which is the closest we've ever gotten to it, really. So it is a step forward, but they've made it out to be as if they created fusion. You have to look up all the stuff on it. So, blah, blah, blah. Auntie Stan's advice for divorced kids. Hmm. Okay, I'll bite. Hey kids, it's Auntie Stan. You're watching Auntie Stan's life advice for children of divorce. There you go. A lot of people are gonna tell you not to get tattoos, piercings, dye your hair. But you gotta live with yourself for like 80 years. Doodle bear the out of your vessel, bitch. Oh, but what about your job? What will your employer say? I would actually rather swallow a bullet than make choices based on how some corporate perceives me. Real life doesn't come with trigger warnings, so it's time for all of us to learn how to cope and go to therapy. If your health insurance allows it, that's a whole other can of worms. Blood is thicker than water, actually. You need therapy, and you shouldn't be promoting this crap to kids because, especially divorced kids, is they're trying to figure out shit, especially if their parents are assholes. Blood is thicker than you, your mother, and your father. I got one life, and I have to spend most of it pretending like I tolerate the asshole. While I'm at it, why don't I just develop an alcohol dependency? Oh, wait, you know what time it is. Lay it on us, buzzkill. Jesus Christ. That's all for today, kids. I'm going to go live. All right. That was really sad and disgusting. I needed to have a little chat with my grandbabies. Who provides all these TikToks? Sometimes very good. Sometimes meh. All right. What's this? Dad made awesome choice for his bullying daughter. Well, hopefully he's told her how to kick ass and uh, stand so up. So this 16-year-old girl with cancer got her wig yanked off at school. As somebody with alopecia who wore a wig for three years, I know the feeling. Wig Snatcher's dad gave her two options. Get rid of all of her electronics and never buy her more or shave her head. 
guess which one she picked. One of the reasons I felt very much like I had to speak on this is the mother thought that this was too harsh of punishment. No, don't make her shave her head. I know she screwed up, but that's too much. Wrong. To this dad, I applaud you. When I was on Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk, the episode was about a 13-year-old girl named Rio Allred who committed suicide after she was bullied and she had her wig pulled off. We felt that shit as a community and that hurt. So if you think that us just making this girl shave her head isn't fair punishment when that can literally result in somebody wanting to die, uh-uh. Props to you, dad. Absolutely fantastic. Your hair. So this 16 year old- Oh, I get it now, okay. I was confused by everything there for a moment. All right, so basically, he, he put it in some extended slang that was full of bullshit and blah, blah, blah. Is a girl yanked a kid's wig off who was suffering from cancer, so obviously bald head because cancer treatments causes the hair to fall out, and uh, tortured this poor child. That's pretty fucking cruel. Well, the father of the child who did this told the girl, well, here's your punishment for what you did. You either shave your fucking head or I take away all your goddamn electronics. Your choice. Which one do you want? Seems fair enough punishment. Whatever. Hopefully, made her shave her head. That's even better. All right. Drag is freaking terrible, as told by a real drag queen. Okay. Well, I can believe it. Let's hear it. Drag is fucking terrible. You're in a corset. Your dick is between your legs. Is it from the back? You're yanking and then pulling it up real fast? Yeah. It is like juggling a little bit because you do have balls as well. Uh-huh. So you got to put the balls up in you. In your pelvis, right here. Yeah. You pop the, you put both your balls back pop, up in there. I don't, I don't pop my balls. Put your balls. You put them back up into your pelvis. Okay. Then you take All right. Your well, that's sack. enough pain for me. You pull it Thank back you very much. Your... Um, that's all I really need to know. Enjoy your drag, you drag queen. All right. This is why Diet Coke is sold so often in bars. Uh, okay. Here, Here we go. go. Drink, drink number, number one. one. It's like Kentucky Derby. Done. Done. Drink number two. Reminds me of being in a frat house. Done. Okay. Number, number three. three. Number four. Last, Last drink. <laughs> oh. 30 minutes down. Time to breathalyze. 0.061. I just hit 0.08 after 30 minutes. All right, great. Woo! I don't even know how to process this. Wow, I sound like my liver. One hour down. 0.051. I didn't even get to a 0.08. Lame. What is in you? The science ain't sciencing. <sighs> Wouldn't it be cool if burping were as sexy as twerking? 0.072. We're going. Down, 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 down. Point zero. 0.058. Okay. Alexa. Play Taylor Swift's new album. Ugh. Me. Hi. Good idea. I'm the problem, it's me. Great. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm on the counter! I can see that. All right, it has been eight hours. Oh my God. Back to zero. I don't know where this Diet Coke versus Coke theory came from, but can somebody explain the science? That'd be great. I'm going to bed now. Here, Here we, we go. go, drink, drink number, number one. one. Mm, it's like not hard to explain the science, honey. <laughs> I can see what the science is. If you're drinking Diet Coke, there's no sugar in it, and sugar helps burn the burn the alcohol faster. That would be the science behind it. Helps your body process it. Where the Diet Coke doesn't help your body process the alcohol at all. Probably inhibits the processing of the alcohol, keeping you drunk. Way drunker. All right. 
last but not least, we'll call it we'll call it a night here. Who came up with pineapple? Well, wherever pineapple grew came up with pineapple. Can they have a word with the person who came up with the word pineapple? Oh, we really sad to end up with this version of word acceptable. one hell of a way to end it we will uh, call it at that because that's just too fucking bizarre and i'll grant that one's obviously from my youngest grandchild all right that's all i got for you folks we're not going to prolong the pain here tonight anymore pain is over let's have a little music to carry us the fuck out of here off we go these are the days of thunder we're gonna make Time stands still. comes 
Alrighty, folks. That's all we got for you now. Take care. Warning, warning, unlawful content. You fools, you stupid fools. Adios, mofo.